Hi guys, my name is Bilan. And I am Miski. And you're tuning into the Veiled Podcast. Podcast. Guys, this is our first episode and it has been a long road. We've been thinking about recording for quite some time, haven't we now? But again, we're both essentially two women that work. We've got a busy, busy, busy life. If you guys don't know Miski Hadji, <laughs> please get to know Miski Hadji respectfully. But it's really hard to get in contact with her. If you know, you know. Wow. Did you just say that? Yeah, I did say that. Guys, Miski's a busy woman. Oh my God. Allah Mabadik. May Allah bless you. I mean, first, I mean, and may Allah bless you too. But I the mean, thing is, it's quite um, contradicting. <laughs> because I'm a busy person too. Because she is a busy person as well. We yeah. Busy lives, She's a guys. student. She has placement. She has work. Yeah. I mean, you live a beautiful life. I, I live a very, very busy life yes. too. I'm not going to lie. It's beautiful. I'm not in the public eye, but I do still live a busy private life. I'm not going to lie. Um. Yeah. There's some things we can never bring out there, of course. No, no, no. You got to keep things private. Yeah. 99.9%. We're not doing bad things. I just mean the things that you have to just, it's your life. It's your life. You got to, you have to conceal something. Yeah. Um, so guys, like we said, this is a valid podcast. Um, I'm just going to do a brief rundown of just exactly what we're talking about, who we are, yeah. where we're from. Um, if you don't know, then get to know. If you do know. Then we're, you're probably blessed that you, we're in you, your life. You better say uh, the fact that we are two different people with different personalities. And on top of that, we have different accents. <laughs> so, so if you didn't know, I couldn't tell by my accent. I'm from Australia. And should I'm I be from more, Kenya. Should I be more specific? Yeah. We're from Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne. But you can tell the accent. And I'm proud of my Kenyan English. Where are you? Where she, you're from Kenya. So yeah, absolutely. Where in Kenya are you from? For real, I have to um, claim my hometown. Mandera. 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 There you go. I've never been to Kenya. Well, I, I mean, you should be. Well, now I'm, I'll go with you. You have a friend now. Well, now, yeah. I've got, I know a couple of people that live in Kenya. I've literally got... It's not about knowing people. It's about going with the right people. Is that exactly. correct? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but trust me, Africa is safe. Africa is yes. why are you looking at me like yes, that? Because <laughs> when I say the right people, you might think it's not a safe place. I mean, why do you guys from Australia move from Australia to Africa just to find a better life? Can I be honest with you? I'm more African than Australian. Wallahi, I am more from <laughs> from Badia, from the with the you know with the outback. Then I am Australian. I'm sorry. Country it's set, just yeah. the accent. It's just the accent. I am a Kohauti. <laughs> but yeah, she, she's got, um, uh, trust me, it's not all about uh, what she just said. Yeah, everyone has a beautiful journey and yeah, you're yeah, an amazing yeah. person. Thank you. Thank you. You're yeah, a wonderful you human being to Allah Mubarak. Um, so the Veiled Podcast is essentially in a, a space where we share triumphs, wins, losses, rejections, anything in life. Where we come together, we talk about them and we basically unveil, unravel and just getting comfortable with, with the the uncomfortable, uncomfortable respectfully yeah. we're getting comfortable with uncomfortable um conversations and it basically the thought just came up because um we have a mutual friend and we both were thinking of starting a podcast individually and she thought it would be a great idea to collab and to just come together i think i don't regret 
I think it's yeah. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Um. It's it's it obviously doing things separately is okay. That's fine. There are some people that can do it, and not saying that any of us, both of us, can't. But it's more so the fact that we have similar conversations. We can we get along really well. So it's why not? Yeah. And the other thing is, um, I don't know why our community nowadays, our generation Gen Z, mm-hmm. they prefer Gen doing Z. things. Yeah. Can we, we get like, a round of applause for Gen Z? So the thing is, they prefer doing things on their own than you know having people and you know um, you know in doing something in unity and and you know the English people said unity is power. Thank you for. But, but also, you need to remember that we come from a generation that everything's on social media, so we're so we're very isolated. Yeah. Like we're not out there. Um, when I was a, a, back when I was a child, and I'm not saying a I'm baby. old at all, a baby, but we would go out and eating. I'd be eating sand with my next door neighbour. <laughs> For real. Back home and there was more, um, even just growing up here in Australia, like it was, we would go out to the parks and do all that kind of stuff. But now all the kids, people are just giving them iPads and they're staying at home. Just imagine, you know why I will never, ever like, okay, I really appreciate how I was raised, my childhood memories. You can never have my childhood, like someone who is in Australia can never have my childhood memories. Mm -hmm. Because of like where I come from, it's all about, people dealing with people spending time with people everything that you do in life it entails people mm. like you spend time with your elders you the family with your friends like extended family like you can literally walk out of your way let's say you just w- you wake up in the morning and you just realize you guys don't have anything like food yeah. you can just go to your neighbor and they will They'll feed you. you everything but I, I haven't seen that in australia you will die in your in your house <laughs> thinking that every, you have food do you know how many people have been found dead in their homes for like five six seven days because people don't, people don't even check up on them you see but in africa if if you don't see your neighbor just maybe a couple of hours or a day people will, will start asking themselves oh where did miski go we need to know. And that's so beautiful, essentially. I love... Sense of having love unity. I love going back home. It's, unity it's very is different. power. It's very different. And actually, we were discussing something earlier. We were saying, are you really surviving in the... Are you surviving or are you living in the West? That was actually a really good... I think um, it's surviving. Oh, a hundred percent. Everybody yeah. is on survival mode, mode. Absolutely. In the West. I don't care where you live, whether it's in Australia, whether you live in America, the UK, like you're anywhere, you're surviving. You're not you're not you're not living we're paying what essentially paying government money where well we wake up every morning we're stressed guys and we all know and 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 i want to clarify something to Mm. the african you know uh, students or youth who are who are really dreaming to move to overseas like don't think life is merry in overseas people survive and in africa we live life you're living a beautiful life. In Absolutely. Africa. I feel like the opportunities are different. Yeah. You know, the, in terms of like, let's not degrade it. It's like education, whether you want to like do something for yourself or make something of yourself, it's, there's a beautiful opportunity. And I know there is a beautiful opportunity in Kenya. Yeah, it is. But the thing is, can I just, um, okay, will you like use a boat to travel all the way from Africa just to go to the United States or Australia to find a better life? I mean, will you ever do that? Not now. In the when Let's the war was happening, probably, but absolutely not now. Well, like if I lived in Africa now, I would just stay. I mean, you like you don't have enough reason that is actually like a powerful reason for someone in Africa to use like this 
is what kind of bots do they actually use? I don't know, but it's not like something that is legit to go to a new country. I mean, it's never worth it. Your home is where you can make a huge difference. Yeah, that's true. Some people true. can can um can do that while they live in countries that that is like there's no clashes or political instability. Essentially, you need, I think we need to remember on top of that is we want what we don't know and don't have. That's how I see it. So the people in Africa think that money grows. I know. People in Africa <laughs> think and believe that money in this country grows on trees. That's number one. Number two, they think because everything's here, in, in Somali we say, but like it's just, you know, they, it's like the lifestyle. Civilization? Yeah. And I think modernity was the worst thing that happened to this generation. <laughs> Do you? I also believe that as well. So, but in summary, it's just um, people want what, we, what they don't have. And in Africa, there's a lot of things that they don't have that we have here that they want. But on top of that, there's... They still live life. They do. They still, but you need to... <laughs> we need to also remember that they are living life, but we need a... There's a so life needs a balance. So we need to be able to work. Girls need... To, I know we'd back home, there isn't a lot of like... Edu- in terms of work and education, perhaps. Like there's, it's, there's nothing there for girls. I feel like the men have a higher role back home. Where here, girls have that opportunity. They can go to uni, go to work, but your mental health is compromised. So in the West, the difference is in the West, your mental health is compromised. Back home, you just don't know any better. You wake up, essentially you're, you're born and then your parents are teaching you to just, the only thing they're teaching you is yeah. just to get up and they're training you basically to get married. Is what I believe. Yeah, but some yeah, I think that is the difference. And um, one thing about Africa nowadays: strong, educated women are coming out. I don't know, Miski. We come from two different places. Yeah. So my family is from Ethiopia, mm-hmm. uh, in a little town called Chikchiga. And it's not a little town, please. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Actually, Chikchiga is my hometown. I represent. I love Chikchiga to death. That's where I was born. Um, but. Essentially, it's not the. I know Kenya. Kenya is very different. Kenya is like the best of both worlds. Like Kenya is very much like it's Africa, but it has like civilized. Simi- yeah, it's very similar. Also, in sem- thank you very much. Yeah, very similar to the West as well. So you can get the best of both worlds in Kenya. Absolutely, girls can do a lot. Open businesses, do all this kind of stuff. But where, where I'm from, the women don't have that kind of privilege. Like it's the like half of my family members have graduated from uni but it's hard for them to get a job because there isn't a lot of jobs available opportunities I think and opportunities yeah, available it's for saturated the girls saturated with so many graduates and it's and there are so many talented women oh my god Allahumabadik there's so many girls that are doing well like Hada one of my friends um, back home who's also one of my cousin's best friends now she is a baker and she's opened up her own but she's graduated from nursing wow so like because she couldn't I don't know maybe she couldn't find a job in nursing maybe whatever it may be but she's a baker and that's essentially what she does now she bakes and she does a great job at baking like her baking and the the kind of cakes and the kind of stuff that she makes is the same thing that we get here well shout out to her if not What's her name um I don't know if she wants to be shout outed but, but okay if you know Just you know who I'm talking about you know yourself please um but don't you think she might get customers through our podcast uh yeah but she might not be oh know, okay. she might not be but she bakes and that's what she does and she's from Chick Chica so if she comments in the down below then yeah. we'll shout her then out next time so if you're in 
in Chichigo in Ethiopia that you can definitely order from her. But she does a beautiful job and that's that's what essentially she does now. And she's doing a great job at it. But there are so many girls who are talented who have these degrees but they can't do anything with it. They can't go anywhere with it. It's either not recognised or it's just um, there's no jobs available. I, I understand. But I think, Bilan, we have so many differences. Yeah. And the other difference is do you go through so much to go through this stage all the stages of education like mm-hmm. is it re- like is it easily available convenient yeah here in australia no because we as we all know we have the same privileges as the like men women boys girls all have the same privileges so that means you just uh, if you finish high school you just go straight to yeah, uni yeah if i finish high school i know straight where i'm going I'm going straight to uni, doing whatever course I want to do. I can sit in the same space as the men. I can, you know what I mean? I can do law. I can do nursing. I can become a doctor. I can essentially do whatever I want to do and become whoever I want to become. Wow, interesting. But in Africa, it's essentially, you you kind of have to nitpick exactly. It's not even about that. And the other thing that I think, sorry, if this is something maybe, this is a safe space. Uh, (laughs) Please voice your opinion. Yeah. So the thing is, um, most of the pay- girls in Africa, let's say they're from, um, you know, a poor background, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for her to have a clear map throughout her education, like after high school or even after primary school. The four years in high school, if she doesn't have someone who sponsors her education, then it's not clear. And let's say if she gets that opportunity like you know uh proceeding to uh tertiary education then it's again uh, it's again um a challenge yeah so so i remember some young girls reaching out to me through my social media it's really sad to be honest uh they will say uh we reach out to people of you know um better you know people who are in better position in their lives to you know help us with opportunities to go to uni and then they were like we are conditioned oh that's really sad it's really sad so it's either you sign up for that condition and or you don't get help so it's really sad pathetic Mm. disgusting for someone to literally, it, it's it, it honestly it makes me angry. Miski, before we continue, actually, and you can you please let the people know exactly what you do because I am very much fond of the work that you do. Oh well, I just do poetry. I'm an author. I know you do poetry and author. Can we talk about the Miski Haji Foundation? Oh, Miski Haji Foundation. By the way, um, I think sometimes when you do something for the community, through that process, it changes you as a person. Mm-hmm. Like you become more empathetic, more uh, kind to your community, more considerate. I mean, there's so much that you gain through the community. So um, when I when when I have time, I go back to my community, inspire young girls in school. I actually visit them in schools. I talk to them, give them my story, give them, like, give them hope. Sometimes, you know, you can change someone's life or day through inspirational, you know, uh, conversations. Yeah. So I thank God um, at least I was able to do that for almost three years now. Yeah, no, I think that yeah. you do a beautiful job at that. Yes. I remember when I first found out about what you did, I was like, whoa, Allahumma barik. Because it's, it's also, you need to remember that it's, you need to not essentially choose your words, but you need to be a really kind person to do something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to. It's not everybody can do it. Absolutely. It's so tough. I remember last year when I went back to Kenya, Yeah, I had one month break. So the four weeks 
actually every week I was in a different us uh, um, region. Mm-hmm. I went to um, almost four, like diff- so many schools, but every week I was in a different place. Yeah. And then I went to Ethiopia. I had a book signing event, and I can, by the way. Shout out to Ethiopia. Yeah, they lit. They were so amazing, hospitable. I mean, people from Ethiopia. I love you guys. And I will tell you a short story about my travel last year. So when I went back to Kenya, all I knew was I'll just go um, because sometimes I like using my free time to inspire people because I don't get all the time throughout the year because I am a student too so after I visited so many schools the young girls really inspired me they would just reach out to me and be like Miski that was so inspiring I mean it keeps me going too as human and I remember when I went to Ethiopia I was invited by friends they actually sponsored yeah and then um, what happened is I was doubting myself at that point I was like um, okay in Kenya I can say reasonable amount of people know me yeah and having an event in kenya is pretty easier for me than elsewhere Mm -hmm. so i was like wow how sure i am uh, am i that this uh book signing event is going to be successful i was really afraid to actually post that i was in ethiopia Mm -hmm. my friends will say miski post it people will show up but i was still you know afraid Mm -hmm. and i remember few days to the event, um, I was just, I was not literally doing anything. All the organization and the event, everything my friends were doing. Shout out to them. I, I really appreciate you guys. So towards the last day, I was like, oh, let me just post and just say I'm in Ethiopia mm-hmm. and we're going to be having a book signing event. And the thing was, be- prior to the venue that we used that day, we, I was telling them, because they used one of the biggest, you know, government halls. Like it was a big. Which audit- one was it? Which one are you talking about? It's it's like a big auditorium. Is that the one that next to the airport? I think I don't remember. I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not sure, but it's huge, literally. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wh- "Why are you guys using this massive place mm-hmm. venue? How sure are you guys that, that people, people will show up? up? Yeah. I'm like, can we just use a small, you know, place and then you didn't want to be disappointed, is that why? Yeah, because to be honest, yeah. Okay. That was 2022. And funny enough, I walked in that, you know, venue and it was literally filled with so many people. To, to some extent, people were standing. Oh. They couldn't get seats. Oh. For so real. There's a lot of people that know you. So know. many people came. And I was like, wait. And everyone would say, oh, we watch, we follow you on social media and uh, we really appreciate what you're doing. And they literally supported my work. And that is when, when I was traveling back from Ethiopia, I was like, so this is a great inspiration. And sometimes we, we limit ourselves. Yeah. We like, we don't believe in ourselves. Of course. We just think, oh, you know. This is not going to work. People will not. I mean, it's just so that I sense think of doubt. Yeah, self doubt. Is, is, is is everybody has it. Well, like everybody has yeah, it. Yeah, and and it's normal. But sometimes you need to at least um, uh, cheer yourself up and believe in yourself. And the other thing is, I learned actually two things. Mm-hmm. So one was, I should have believed in myself. Yeah, I didn't expect what happened. And I remember towards the end of the event, one of the guys reached out to me and he was like. Hey, I'm one of your uncles and we are hoping to have a lunch with you tomorrow and you know, we're we're like few of us. Yeah. 
And I was like, fine, no problem. Because the same day I was traveling back to Addis Ababa, then off to Kenya. And then um, that day, the next day, the following day, I was expecting two people, three people. The, the next day, mm-hmm. I was shocked to see so many people gathered in, you know, another like, it's a hall. Just to come see you. Yeah. Just to come see me and have lunch with me. One thing I do appreciate about our people is, wallahi, it, it doesn't matter if they do know you or they don't know you, word of mouth is a thing and they will rock up and show up for you like there's no tomorrow. I don't know about here, but I know for a fact, I know about that back home. Like I know, I've seen it through like funerals. I've seen it through like people's we- having weddings. People will rock up to your wedding even though they don't even know who you are. They just come to support you. Or they just come to eat some rice. <laughs> They will come to just eat some rice. Yes. That's how like Somali people operate. I lo- no, I love all people, the Somalis from Ethiopia. You already know who you are. Thank you. Shout so out much. to you guys. Shout yeah, out shout to out supporting Whiskey. Um, she loves you, and obviously, I'm from Ethiopia, so I love you guys too. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's who we are, guys. I didn't really speak about myself like that, but that's okay. We come in up. the next episode. In the next episode, so I that shall. you can have something that you look forward to. <laughs> Is it? We can't give him all at the same time. Yeah, we cannot give. We got to give it to you guys bit by bit, piece yeah. by piece. And now that most of the people know me, we're trying to keep. I, I'm trying to keep Bella to myself. <laughs> <laughs> She's not trying to give me. You know, we're not trying to give me all up all at once. Yeah, are we? yeah. So slowly, slowly take slowly. us slow. We love that, but um, that's who we are. If you guys, you know, come join, love, support. Um, if you don't support, then don't support. Because in life, I've heard that if you don't have haters, then you're not winning in life. Absolutely. So I remember when we were trying to, uh, you know, discuss this podcast thing. It was like an entire conversation for months and months. And one of the things Billen was concerned was... Ooh. What was I concerned about? Hate comments. <gasps> oh, my God. Bullying. Yes. Bully. Guys. Wallahi billahi. She was really afraid. If you try to come for me, I will come for you and your life. Don't even try. (laughs) Don't even try. Don't even try to. But I think essentially is not that a fact that I was afraid. It's the fact that I think I was telling you it was also mainly because, you know, when you post on social media and you have a closed Instagram or you have a closed TikTok or you have a closed uh, Snapchat, you're posting for the people around you, like your friends, your family, um, a couple of people that you've met through life to just have a look at you and just see what you're up to in life. I love that because I can delete my photos whenever I want to delete them. I can delete my videos. If I don't want to talk to you again, I can block you. Do you know what I mean? Wallahi. If I, I don't want to speak to you again, I can block you. I can get rid of you in a spam of 2.5 seconds. But when you come together in a space like this, is very different because it's now your in the public eye and I can say to my friends and family, Hey, this is my opinion and you need to back off. I can say that to my friends and family. But if I put myself out there on social media and I have an opinion about a specific thing, I need to be open to the fact that there are so many people that are going to rebut. So it's opening my mind up to the fact that there could be a lot of people watching or not, which is fine. But my opinion is my opinion, but there's going to be a lot of people respect thousands hundreds and thousands of people who disagree yeah. and um disagree in a respectful way is that what you're trying to say i'm saying disagree in a respectful way but the internet is not respectful at all if if they had the guts to um say that that to you in person no 
have you seen the video of Mufti Mink and, and no, Suleiman Amr and Bilal Asad? No, we might just put a snap snippet of it up. Um, so, like, yeah, they were hugging each other. Aww. I'm sure you've seen it. And then Mufti Mink was in the background. And then I don't know why, out of the blues, people were just talking, I don't know, so negative. One of the comments that I saw was like, because I don't really read comments like that. Let me be honest with you. I'm the kind of person, people around me will send me a video. I will look at the video and be like, why are you laughing? But they're trying to be like, hey, can you look at the comments as well? Because the comment section is funny. The one comment that I did see about that video was the fact that somebody's just like, oh, Mufti's waiting for his turn. <laughs> he, he's turned to make a joke, something like that. I don't was know. It that like, no, it was just a comment that just said, oh, Mufti's, Mufti just casually waiting in the background to get his hug and kiss too. Like something like that. It was something stupid. I don't know. What are you guys? I think guys, people These are scholars that are changing lives. Yeah, you leave them alone. Respect them. Leave them alone. Subhanallah. Like, what are you guys? Are you even not ashamed? People will like violate you for the smallest thing. Wallahi, the internet is not a safe place. Anyways, remember, if they had to do so many bad things to the Prophet wasallam and all the other prophets, who are we? No, we're no, wallahi, we're nobody's compared no to one. them. So that's fine. Um, we voice our opinions. We guys voice your opinions. That's perfectly fine. Um, just don't feel too entitled. Yeah, but well, I, I don't know why some people are just entitled. They say whatever they want. I mean, how do you feel typing nasty words to someone who's just doing their own things? Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. But then again, you, like I said, well, if you don't have haters in life, you're not making it. You're not winning. You're not you winning at all. Not you winning. need one hate comment. Like if I, if somebody does not have at least one hate comment, I'm concerned. Oh, you're probably filtering. Yeah, you're doing something. But I'm very concerned. Trust me, there's a time I had more than one thousand negative comments. Can we actually do a day where we just go through your hate comments? Yeah. And we just I don't. <laughs> since the, I don't even read my comments, by the way. I don't read comments yeah, at all. Absolutely. But there's a time it got like so bad, and I was really concerned, <laughs> stressed for yourself or for people. For myself, of course, <laughs> what, because people are just attacking me right, left, center. Like, but you also need to understand that, like, we've essentially we're putting ourselves out there in the internet, so it's a choice. We've made that choice, and people will criticize everything that you do in life. And there's absolutely, wallahi, if you're going, okay, there's a difference between having your own opinion about something in the most respectful way and saying, "Hey, I disagree," A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and actually going at somebody and violating them violating. and coming for their life and reposting a video they posted five years ago and saying, oh my God, this is what she looks like now. This is her. This is what she was doing. Like, have some respect. Imagine. Wallahi, like, you're bored. You're bored. Wallahi. Can, can you even do that? Even if, like, you hate someone no. to the core. Can I- you just... Like sit somewhere and type hateful comments. Can I be honest with you? I like some people are like so calculated. It's so scary. Wallahi. Sometimes. <laughs> Wallahi. People are so calculated in life. It's actually really. People will actually wake up and plan out how they're going to violate you in life. Like people. Trust me. Trust me. Kind of like there's someone who's actually happy doing that. No, no. People would like, and they think that in their head, like they're doing they've something right, something. and they've achieved something. Well, they haven't achieved any. You have not achieved anything <laughs> at all. To, shout out to someone who's in the deck today, trying to be negative to others and trying to violate somebody. Well, I have like, shout out to you. You're going nowhere in life. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like, going, how do you even do that? Well, it's it's scary to think the fact that people will wake up. And just plan out how they're going to destroy it. Like, I, like it's a full plan. Get a job. It's 2024. Get a job. You can always start again. Is you, it? Yeah, no. You can change, change, change your life. Stop violating people. I um, mean, build your own life. Do it. Just, you're not going to get anywhere in life by hating on others and violating other people's lives. If you have an issue with somebody, please go hash that out. 
Go hash it out. Give them a hug. Give each other a hug. Stop all this wow. hate and negative. Well, I hate. Spread love. <laughs> it's a thing. Jealousy. It's a thing. Ooh, I think we're done. <laughs> we're done. But anyway, we're going to conclude this episode, guys. Um, again, thank you for listening. 